Let the singer sing. What? Let the singer sing. Oh, oh, this is where we're going. Down. This is where we're going. My, my, my. Uh. I Go cut it off, Mike. Go cut it off, Mike. <laughs> I ain't had that much to drink yet. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. no. I ain't had that much to drink yet. Not not road trip. We ain't we got road trip bang yet. <laughs> so, what's going on, folks? Hey, Yo. you doing? Happy campers. This is Whiskey Therapy Podcast. One more week. I'm your man, Magic on the Mic. I'm my brother, Bane. Uh, A.K.A. Yoga Bane uh, on the left side. <laughs> A.K.A. the Dominican DJ. Yo, let's <laughs> go, baby. Uh, the Puerto Rican player. <laughs> on the left hand side. Let me tell you guys. <laughs> we gonna get into our road trip to Dallas because I is always fun spending time with the brothers in that always, capacity. Always. Um, but let's start off the show like we normally do. Bane, first I'm gonna ask you how you doing, man? How you been? Man, I'm doing good. A little tired. I've been you know kind of running ragged these last couple of days, but you know it's life, man. Mm-hmm. You know what we always say, we're saying it could always be way worse, bro. Always be worse. You know, our, our bad day is not really bad. It ain't. It they ain't. just bad for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just inconvenient. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's a little, it's, it's like it's like these big oil companies. It's like we ain't making the same money we made yeah, last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ain't that we ain't making money. It's we ain't yeah, making yeah, yeah. We ain't making it. But yeah. You know, so our bad days, it just wasn't as good as yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We should be making more. Yeah, it's just, just not as good as yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So I'm good. not not really complaining. Just a little tired, but it's all good. It's all life. Right. The band come in here with the two shirts on. Hey, man. With his personal fan, which you need that. And I, I forgot to, I need to Amazon mine. I need yeah. to take a personal, you know, I was looking at the big portable Yo, AC. No, the big, big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see if they got the extension Bro, cord. this year, I don't know what's going on. It's, you know, every year is hot in Texas, but this year no. just, just ragged. No, this is, this is interesting. This is like year. the devil's nuts hot. This is uh, hot out here. This, this is, this is terrible. Um, So, start off about what we drink, and I had to pivot today. Mm-hmm. Because I think I finally broke my blender, so I gotta go get a blender <laughs> uh, when I leave here. Get you a Vitamix, bro. Uh, that's what I gotta go. Yeah, my blender's old. Oh, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go grab one. Hey, ten year warranty. Uh, okay, a little expensive, but ten year right. warranty. Right. I mean, shit. Yeah, head to Target, so I gotta, yeah. I gotta go yeah. get a. I gotta go get a blender. Um, so I pivoted. So I started off with a base, easy base. I wanted it light because I still got stuff to do today. Uh, so my base is Crown Royal, just good old you know, basic Crown Royal, which I think is about 80 proof, mm-hmm. uh, 40% alcohol. But what I did yes, was sir. slid by uh, Sonic mm-hmm. and got me a strawberry limeade. Okay. So, yeah, okay. so this is strawberry limeade, um, which – if yeah, pro tip if you do it, the good thing is Sonic gives you the insulated cups, even if you don't have a Yeti. Yeah. They give you the insulated cups, and then you can mix uh, their drink menu. If you want like a summer drink and you don't mind sugar, they got like a lot of so you can add real fruit to your drinks. They got strawberry, cherry, a whole bunch of other flavors you want to do. So if you want to do like a slushy type thing, and a lot of people have already figured this out. So this may not be news for the people, especially those of you who watch and listen to the podcast. You probably do this all the time. But if you're in a bind and you want to cut some alcohol with something, Sonic. Uh, mm-hmm. Is the win and the largest is um, like it was more than what my Yeti had. And I didn't even get the Route 44. Yeah, yeah the large. It's uh, like getting a large drink at like Waterburg or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Route 44 is just don't do that on a road trip um, unless you have an amazing bladder. But yeah, that's what I'm on today. What you on over there? So I am sipping on this new joint that I found. It's called Sweetens Cove, oh, and wow. they call it Tennessee because it's, okay. it's a Kentucky bourbon, yeah, and a Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Supposedly. All right. right. Say blended. Okay. So, and according to this, it says, finished with the toasted sugar maple wood. Oh, ho. 
And I'm that's how I describe myself. That it's 110 percent alcohol. Oh shit! So <laughs> I had to cut this shit. Oh shit! Bro. So I got Mr. Ghetto Fabulous after I hit it once in the car, and I stopped, and I got a Hawaiian punch <laughs> because it's summertime, there and that's go. how we doing it. There we go, red. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, original. If I say Hawaiian punch, then I mean red. Okay. If I don't specify other, then it's, it's red. Okay. It's a regular old you, school man. with a little punchy dude on it. Yeah. Hawaiian punch, baby. Come on. <laughs> that red. You can't go wrong with that red, That's man. what I'm talking about, man. So, and, and, and the taste wasn't bad. But, yeah. it's a, you know, for me, it's 110. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 110.7. Yeah, it's hot. That's hot right there, boy. Yeah, and it's too Ooh. hot outside. That's like how hot it is outside right now. Yeah, it's... uh, But it's, it's pretty good, though, man. Cut it with that little HP. It's all right. Okay. Look at your wine punch, man. Yeah, man, it's been a long time. I saw it. I said, college oh. days, man. Start cutting my shit with Capri Sun. Boy. Uh, <laughs> you got that Fanta? <laughs> That's where we are right now, man. Yeah, this ain't lean, but it'll get you right. Uh, Mike, been a while, man. Been a long we while. Trimming the hair a little bit. We talked to an engineer. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of our original engineers that we had on the podcast. He's back today. Uh, doing. He's a special, special guest of ours today. Is Mike back there on the ones, too? Are you doing okay over there, man? How's life, man? How's your holiday? That's good. I just chill. That's what's up, man. Ooh, that's a lot. Three, three nephews. Jesus, how old? Oh, I bet. How old are they? What are the ages? Eight, four, and like seven. Eight, four, seven. Yeah, buddy, you you was so straight, Rovers weight on that one, huh? You was like, yeah, I ain't having none of these joints. (laughs) All right. I don't know. I want to go there. All right, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, mm. we coming to you fresh off uh, what we had Juneteenth over the time. Juneteenth. I had my fight uh, just coming off of uh, fresh road Independence trip. Day road trip, all that stuff. So you know, I hope everybody got a chance to enjoy family. I uh, hope everybody got a chance to be next to water or a pool or something because this yeah. is unbearably hot. Hey, the start of this uh, summer is real. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is this is terrible. Real. We just in July, August is you know going to get hotter as you know we're in the middle of still in the middle of hurricane season. So we'll see how that goes. Um, fun times. You do anything for the holiday? Are you worked? No, man. I was working all weekend, working and, and doing some studying. So Staying I out the way. Yeah, it was. It was if, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be in trouble, or I'd be spending money. You know, yeah, that spending money is one, real. It's either or or both. All right, look, every time we go out, it's it's one one fifty every it's, time. It's we, either or or <laughs> both. Least, yeah, at least. You know, I'm tired of these places. I'm I'm spending twenty dollars on eight wings. Oh yeah, shit. I'm I'm tired of spending fifty dollars uh, at Mexican food restaurants or, or, or spending you know you know forty dollars for some horrible ass scrambled eggs. <laughs> yeah. Like, bitch, you don't even know how to scramble eggs. Who don't know how to scramble eggs? <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> so that's that's Bane's gripe is the, the quality me. of places that we spend time at. And we try to go to these places because you know, you you wanna go, you wanna spend money, yeah. you know, they 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 black owned. Uh-huh. And you, you wanna do the best that you can to, to just try to say, you know, I'm gonna do my part. Yeah. But it's fucking horrible. <laughs> it's fucking it's, horrible. I'm a, I even it out. I evened it out on my side. Me and Sox food was good, was was good. I actually shrimp and grits. The grits are really good. I wasn't expecting the grits to taste that good, um, especially because I don't like really sharp cheese. And they put yeah, like, uh, and y'all need to stop putting it. cheese in everybody fucking grits. <laughs> everybody, listen, listen, America, black people out there, restaurants. <laughs> every black person don't eat cheese, and every black person don't eat cheese and everything and grits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you can't make some grits and put some to the side that don't have cheese in them, you don't need to be making grits. <laughs> Not in the restaurant. It's just the, the whole, the same pot, everything the same pot. Yeah, everything the same <laughs> pot. It's like, can I get my grits without? Oh, well, they already prayed. They already mixed. Yeah. Come on, bro. It's grits. How hard is it to not mix all the grits? <laughs> so so that's, my, that's my summer. Don't mix all the grits. It is great. 
and uh, it's his. I, I, Fuck up my I Sunday enjoyed, fun day. I enjoyed the grits and the shrimp. I enjoyed the AC and then not being that crowded. That's really what I enjoy. Well, I mean, that's because sometimes you go there and they don't have no AC. Uh, and, and yeah, and it's crowded. Uh, so <laughs> I enjoyed. I enjoyed the working AC. We had space, comfortable chairs, and stuff like that. But we had to slide some other places. Um, so that was that was his gripe. My gripe yesterday. Um, so there are a lot of fireworks displays. Uh, in and around the city of Houston at that time. And I remember having a conversation with my parents. I was out there with my kids and my parents and family and his mother enjoying the splash day. And they talked about the fireworks displays, one mm. in, you know, at the park, you know, close to the crib. And the question came up was, where do people park? I said, well, they, you know, I said, it's, it's downtown. I said, you know, if they're not parking close to the park, they're probably parking downtown and taking the, yeah. you know, the little, uh, the shuttles or whatever they have or the horse carriage, yeah. whatever it is, or walking. Yeah. Little dudes um, on uh, tricycles. I forget that some of you idiots actually pull over and park on I-45. Every year, bro. On the Every shoulder. Year. Now, I forget, because I think I've seen it before and then maybe two or three. When I said, bro, both sides pull over and park and just traffic's at a standstill already hey and, and people listen, listen to what we're saying we're talking about people pull over and put chairs in the back of their pickup trucks yeah. on the side of the freeway yeah on the side i mean to watch fireworks of the freeway on the side of the freeway i mean they have coolers they got chairs people are smoking Mm-hmm. Uh, people got the folks got their shirts off and like it's and it's, it's so many people the cops can't do nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, look, they, they they can't. But I just this this idiotic shit, motherfuckers was parallel parking, bro. <laughs> on the freeway, like we on forty five. This motherfucker pulled over and started like, yo, bro, you can't you gonna back up on this motherfucker? <laughs> I was so hot. Yes, oh, oh, sorry. I was in the sun all day because uh-huh. the sun and playing in the water. And I'm hey. going home and I just want to take a shower hey, and chill. Chill that sun and, and get these, you, boy. these motherfuckers is out here parallel parking on the freeway. I'm pissed. Yeah, and it's like everybody was to do it to with you. it. Oh, so hot. That's my gripe. Uh, Ooh, there's plenty of other places in the city to go see motherfucking fireworks. So you ain't got to stop on the freeway. That's just a safety hazard. Period. Like that is just unsafe for you on a freeway that has a 60 mile, mile an hour limit and folks are trying to get somewhere and you decide not only to put your hazards on and slow down, but to then try to parallel park. And you know, the shoulders ain't that big anyway. Yeah. And you know, in yeah. Texas, everybody got, you know, people got lifted trucks Lifters and shit's wide. And dualies and yeah, or they got- Four they, tires on the back. Or they got the 84s, right? So your rims is out. Like, look, yeah. we don't have space Swanging. for this stupid shit. Just stop well, I mean, it. This Watch is Texas. Shit. All we got space for is stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's Texas, bro. All we got all we got space for is stupid shit and shit we don't need. All that's, we got that's space Texas. for is stupid shit. AKA like old, AKA old Mexico. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So we'll that's that's my gripe. Uh that's my gripe going to start is you you stupid motherfuckers who decide to do shit just cuz somebody you know, else did. My it. biggest thing with with people when they do stupid stuff is that they want to do stupid stuff with their kids with them. Yes, and that and that was a That's that was my a, biggest thing. it was it were kids. There were kids, and there were handicapped people. Like I saw folks in wheelchairs being wheeled out. Like you, my God, yeah. Um, something happened, and they blame it on somebody else. First thing they do, they do. Uh, and y'all want more of these people in the, in, the, in the world. But all right, we'll I'll table that for a different discussion. Um, Boy, you ain't lying. <laughs> Man, stuff that I was uh, been watching and reading. This this is insane. <laughs> So back up to happier times. Uh, there was a road trip uh, with my fight. I told you guys that I was training for a boxing match. It was a, it was a sparring exhibition. There was no, technically there were no winner or losers. That's not how I look at it. Um, 
But uh, it included a road trip to Dallas. Road trip. Uh, the original whiskey therapy. Yeah. Lee Bain and Socks. Let's go, baby. Uh, piled Let's in, go. Piled, piled into Bain's SUV. Yeah. And we hit the road. We go up to Dallas from Houston. A um, couple of things that I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know a guy that's Bane size is flexible enough to put his leg on the dash as hey. he's driving. Hey, man, you know, you got to have a lot of stuff in your repertoire, man. And now I understand part of the reason why he's being stalked uh, by different people. If he can put his leg up as he's driving. I didn't know. Like, yo. Oh, you going to go there. Yo, you got talents. You got talents. Hey, man. That's one. But on the side. Hey, yeah, you got to have a large repertoire, man. He was mixing like a Dominican DJ. Here's what I mean by that. If you go to a country that's not a first world country, uh, you vacation, you get picked up by a driver or something like that. Well, chances are they're not going to pull up Spotify, Apple Music, anything like that. Mm -hmm. They literally find shit off of YouTube. And so this reminds me, last time I was in Dominican, dude was pulling up music off of YouTube. He'd pull up playlists, new songs or whatever, and they play the YouTube in the car. Well, I'm thinking, first world, we're going from Houston to Dallas. Bane has, you know, he's DJing. Uh, I'm thinking he gonna pull up a playlist on Spotify or Apple or something else. <laughs> I did no, for a little while, but no, he I pulls up YouTube bit. and he's live DJing as he's driving with his leg on the dash. He's <laughs> like, "Oh, you ain't heard this?" Imagine his legs up here, and he's like, and it turns it so we can watch the video of him pulling shit up. Hey, hey, you know what? This this is the thing is that, and I have Spotify and I got Apple Music, but I'm so eclectic. It's like they won't play the same stuff that I. They won't play things that I like all on the same list. I'm sure. too lazy to go in and make long playlists. There That's my go. problem. That's where we at. That's where the we at. The playlists that I have are short because I'm too lazy to go in and make really long playlists. <laughs> there we go. Because mm -hmm. I'm so eclectic, like my mind switched and I want to listen to something else. Bro, and when I tell you eclectic is one of the <laughs> words you can use for the shit that he was pulling up. <laughs> I, I just I just can't help it. We watched a singing show. <laughs> we watched a, a dude with tattoos sing R and white dude. With hey, tattoos, we watched, we watched some Teddy Swims. It was we a, flipped yes, over yeah, and, yeah, you and, get the and shout out to Terrell. We watched the Terrell show a yeah, little bit. You get the names. I don't know none of these. Then flipped over and listened to some Nico Moon. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'm just you know I like a lot of different hey, man, stuff. There's range. Bane has range that that I hadn't hey, seen before. You got to be able to walk in the room and just get down. And it was impressive that he was able to have this range while still driving with one leg up uh, in the air. So it was impressive. Hey, man, the way my hip worked, it just feel good. Uh, we uh, we also getting old, bro. We also watched the uh, the last verses um, <laughs> for you R and B heads. It was uh, Omarion versus Jeremiah. I think was the headline, but they had like Pleasure P and Ray J and. It was a whole Bobby lot of shit v, going on. Bobby Valentino. And what it highlighted is that a lot of these R&B acts can't sing. At all. Can't sing. Not a lick. Can't sing. Can't, can't, hold, a, can't hold a note. You can tell how many of them have become popular by the use of auto-tune. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, whereas... And semi. Whereas Jay-Z said auto-tune killed rap. No, it killed R&B. Like <laughs> a lot of these dudes just can't Killed sing. A whole lot of things. A lot of these dudes can't sing on their own, and it's it's embarrassing. Or they could sing before they voice dropped. <laughs> Once they voice dropped, and they wouldn't. Yeah, no they good could no sing more. as early teens, but when yeah. puberty happened, shit went shit went left. And it was uh it was entertaining to see people who couldn't sing try to one up each other. Yeah, right. It's like watching a basketball game at the Y. It's like you trying to see people who really can't play that well one up each other. Uh, or watching toddlers play soccer, like shit, like that is what this. It's, it's like watching, you know what? It's like watching like 
eight year olds play basketball. Yeah, is what it like, is. Like, like you want you want to say he carrying because he yeah. took like eighteen steps. Yeah. But I mean, what you gonna do? But fuck it. Like, what are we doing? And you like yeah. it's, it's as long as they have fun. He made it. That's yeah. what he had as fun. He made fun. the shot. And it looks like they had no fun. It looks like Ray J had fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd had fun. It was hilarious. There was some. There, mm-hmm. We we turned it off, but apparently there was some watermelon eating on the stage oh, after. It was long. That's only that. Like it was too it long. It was man. very long. Um, they really let so so for the for you who aren't familiar with, I give you the background in the verses. So uh, verses is is literally a verses between one artist and another artist. It became popular during COVID. Um, when you couldn't go to live shows, so then they they created this platform. They being it was Timbaland and Swiss Beats who originally did a, a DJ spinoff, like with their beats. They did a competition where one would play a beat and the other would play a beat, and then it just they streamed it and it got so many views. They parlayed this into an actual competition where they put artists uh, that are supposed to be in a similar weight class. Uh, mm-hmm. on the same card and had them pick their 20 best songs. And some of them only have 10 and 5, and that's where you get the, the undercards, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but they had some some pretty good ones um, that happened over the past, right? They had Babyface on one. Um, they had um, um, who did they have? I'm, I'm blanking on names. They had some uh, reggae joints. They had Rick Ross, 2 Chains. Um, a couple of, of, of good artists on there. Patti LaBelle. Um, was on there. I have a few of them on playlists that I kept. Um, another good thing, just as a tangent, you can still find all of these uh, verses if you want to look for a playlist. They're on Apple Music if you go for the verses cheat sheet. So they had like uh, Snoop Dogg and DMX was on there, Keith Sweat versus Bobby Brown, uh, Tim Lance with Beats <laughs> I mentioned. It was a it was a lot of them on there. Earth, Wind & Fire I think was, was, was on, Ozzy Brothers. Um, so a lot of good acts, but they have some that just – <laughs> are entertaining for different reasons. Basically. I have some that are just terrible. Yeah, uh, some look like Lil Kim. Yeah, and and they they get they're scraping the bottom of the barrel, and this was one of those where they were scraping the bottom of the barrel with some pretty popular acts, and then they just got on stage and they just they weren't great it's at just, performing. It's just so funny to watch somebody who think they can sing, but they know they can't sing. Yeah, they know they can't sing. Yeah, at least they can't sing anymore. But, the, but maybe the, they never could. I'm not gonna say but they never the could. But energy. But not anymore. But what I appreciated from the performances is, is when they got up on stage, they thought they were the best singer on yes. earth. The energy that they brought. Oh, the dancers. Oh, the energy the that dancing. they the energy that they brought was it was so amazing. The ones that got up there and didn't sing at all, they just danced. Oh, uh, it was so amazing. Um, and I wanna I want to start there. Because that was a funny story, and I'll segue into uh, the BET Awards, which also had a lot of people who can't perform anymore. Uh, shout out to everybody that was there for the Diddy tribute um, that can't perform anymore, and even younger acts that couldn't sing that I thought could sing because Givion had a terrible uh, live show when he did the BET Awards. And then we go from one to two, and then guess who backdoors with his cape on and saves today? Usher, <laughs> with his Tiny Desk performance. You haven't seen Tiny Desk, and you haven't seen his Usher Tiny Desk performance. If you want to see somebody who could really sing and make it look effortless, <laughs> and just mm. he kills every song that he sings, Usher. Now, mind you, this is why he has a show in Vegas where he's roller skating as he's singing mm. these songs and doing other shit. But this dude here came through with a Tiny Desk. That, that is now. Around. That's what must be what Omarion trying to do. Yeah, which is now one roller, of the He was roller best. skating on Mass Singer. <laughs> The costume on on stage. Which is now turning into one of, it's going to be one of the best and most streamed um, Tiny Desk is going to be the Usher one. I don't know because I am down for the Alicia Keys Tiny Desk. Sure. Because when she sang Falling at the End, I fell. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I fell, and she had them Pocahontas braids. Just, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what to say. <laughs> you fell. It's what happened. You fell? I picked myself up, though. You got back up? You know, I got back <laughs> up, though. But I'm just saying. Um, got that kind of hair you can run your fingers through. So I won't, <laughs> I won't dwell. I won't dwell in the bad because I want to get to the good. I just want to mention the Usher. Just make sure you go see it. Um, real, real talent there, real effortless talent. Uh, which is really cool to see, uh, even with a small band that he had doing a tiny desk. So mm-hmm. go check that out. Now I'm gonna come back to uh, road trip because um, it was hilarious. There was a uh, <laughs> I, I can't tell you everything that happened <laughs> just yet, <laughs> but it was hilarious. Uh, we had a great time. Uh, some great food uh, at some oh, surprising man. places in Dallas. Yes. Yeah. It was some great food. That pizza place was off the chain. Oh, that pizza place was amazing. Now, and I forget, like, I don't remember the names of all these places. I have to no. go back and look them up. But I'll say pretty, every, pretty much every place that we hit, we went for breakfast tacos. It was good. Pizza was good. Yes. We went to the oh, outdoor. Oh, oh, let me tell you, people, check this out. Mm-hmm. So the breakfast tacos was being served at a Chinese restaurant <laughs> in the morning when the Chinese restaurant wasn't open. <laughs> yeah. So let me say that one more again. Make sure you got to make sure you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. So the taco place or the people took over the Chinese restaurant during the day. So I guess the Chinese people are trying to make some some more money when they're not open. So when I kept looking it up after Magic sent it to me, I'm like, all I'm seeing is this Chinese place, bro. Mm. But the tacos, man, amazing. And, and the tacos are made by what looks like Mexican gentlemen as they played Mexican music over the speakers yeah. in the in, Chinese in a, yeah, restaurant. Yeah, 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 in the Chinese restaurant. Um, they were good though, man. So, I- anyway, um, food was good. We went to this other. Oh wow, this we thought it was going to be something, and they ended up playing like like it was honky tonk uh, oh, <laughs> country music at that place. I don't even remember the name. I'll look it back up if I if I um, about it. But the food was good, other than the the hot dog not being the hey, what you it was supposed to be even, special deluxe super hot dog. You yeah, it wasn't what, what I wanted. <laughs> but then they came out with the chili dog. It was awesome. Yeah, and I don't eat cheese unless it's on a pizza. Everybody, if you don't know out there, I don't eat cheese unless it's on the pizza. Yeah. And it's not because I'm lactose intolerant. I just ain't never liked shit much. Get that out there. But. Socks and Magic had some quesadillas. There was the best looking quesadillas I ever seen since I've been in the state of Texas. And they were good. They were good. Oh, they were okay. thick. Uh, very thick quesadillas. A lot of I meat. I mean, these 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 quesadillas look like that good thing. Uh, <laughs> they were thick. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> you had the camel the camel toe quesadillas. Yeah, they like that. They, they had them. They had them Lulu quesadillas. <laughs> yeah, to, um, so very good spot. Had some cider. That was a good time to, yeah. to kind of uh, decompress. Those uh, Rita. Yeah, decompress after the fight. Now, I'll touch on the fight, and I'm going to cover it, and then, you know, we'll move. I'll let Bane say what he needs to say for it. Uh, but from my perspective, um, what I didn't anticipate – so I'm used to sparring. We spar in the gym. I've sparred in several gyms uh, in different capacities. But I will say it's different when you step in a ring, um, an actual ring with a referee and everybody kind of focused on you. There's, like, not a lot of activity going around. Um, that is something to get adjusted to. But what helps you get adjusted – being hit in the face, uh, then you adjust really quick, and then you just get to doing what you're gonna do. Um, I I enjoyed the experience uh, because as an instructor, we don't often be we're not often put in that position hmm. where we get to train or really spar with somebody to sharpen our skills. Um, and so I appreciated being in that in that moment where um, I got to shift from being an instructor and a business owner to I'm just in there trying to get some work in. Um, and so I do appreciate 
um, that experience for, for what that's worth. And I understand the value in it. Now, I was skeptical going in as to why, why, why is it necessary? Um, but I do value that. It also highlighted just some of the stuff that I got lazy on. So, just so, now you, so now you have a better understanding of why they require it? Yeah, I do. I do. So and what, what Bain is saying is um, having a fight, uh, even if it's a, a sparring match or something like that, is a requirement to get a black belt in the Krav Maga system that, that I'm a part of. Having a, a, a fight, it's like three rounds, it's nothing crazy. Um, but I, I question it because, one, I, I question for very reason. One is it's not Krav Maga. It's not Krav Maga. Krav is putting somebody down. It's not there for point fighting or jabbing or any of that stuff. We're not there to accumulate points to win a match. That is not what it is. You would not see a Krav Maga match uh, in the world for points or grade or score or anything like that. That's not how it works. Uh, even the testing is still it's close to, to what it's supposed to be, but it's still not there um, because you're still, you can't technically hurt your partner intentionally and stuff like that. So even that, but backing that even farther back and saying, hey, we're going to put on some gloves and have some rules and then you're going to do this and I do that. It's still, when we spar all the time, it's still like, eh, why do we do it? Uh, but I do have a better appreciation of baseball. I do have a better appreciation for why it's required. Um, and I, I learned uh, a lot uh, from my stuff. I learned some stuff that I'm going to take back to my students and some stuff that I'm incorporating in my training. I'm actually excited to train more now because mm -hmm. I kind of had a lull where it's just I'm in business running mode and, and instructor mode. Right. So now I'm excited. Uh, I told these guys I was so pissed off I want to fight again uh, <laughs> so, as soon as I was done. Um, so that's, that, that is my experience from the fight and that I got away from doing it. Um, I'm 40 years old. I'm, I'm not going to volunteer to go get my head knocked in for several times. It's just not, I don't care about that part. But the competitor in me and the student in me always wants to do better than the last test that I had, quote unquote. Yeah. Right. And so I do want to go train and stuff like that because it's always good to sharpen your skills and to know where your gaps are so you can go then fill those gaps. So that's my perspective of yeah. it. Uh, now, from outside the ring and from being there, Bane, you give your perspective. You know what you saw. My one, the hardest thing that I think when I watch, um, I guess sparring matches like this is that it's very difficult for a person to flip the switch from sparring with people they know, yeah, to getting in and going three rounds with somebody they don't know. Mm. Because even if you sparring with somebody that you know that's going to reach out and touch you a little bit, they still not trying to take your head off. Right. They still pulling punches. Yes. They still not hitting you as fast as they can or as hard as they can. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the person that they sparring is doing the same thing. Mm. So it's very difficult to get in the ring and flip that switch. You know, when you got like say professional boxers, what they do, they bring in somebody that's uh, have a, a fighting style similar to the person that you're fighting. Yeah. And you go in there and you sparring for real. Like mm -hmm. they trying to hit you and you trying to hit them like seriously. So I think that was the biggest thing that I saw, not just with you, mm -hmm. but overall it oh, was yeah, the biggest you, thing. Yeah, you saw a lot of that. With, yeah. with, with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then I think the other thing that you see is that you get into a, a self-preservation mode and mm -hmm. a lot of the things that you learn go out the window. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's hard to keep that head on your shoulders. Yeah. But the, when you train a long time and you never have to use it, mm -hmm. then that's just, just, just what happens. You, you don't use it, you don't use it, you don't use it, so you don't have any practice with it. Yeah. And it takes time. Mm -hmm. And it takes time to learn how to flip that switch. You yeah. know, that's why when I, was, when I was talking to you, I was like, hey, you're not sparring. You got to push a little bit further. You got to reach that yeah. extra two inches. You got to punch through. You know, things like that. Yeah. It's like it's hard to flip that switch. 
it's difficult until it's you get difficult. hit, and then after that, it's like, oh, wait yeah, a minute, wake up call. Then we hit her. But it, it's difficult, and, and you bring, bring up a good point too, which also I appreciate more about how how boxers and fighters train, where they bring in sparring partners. Now, one thing we didn't have the benefit of is we didn't know what our matchups were until pretty much until the fight. Yeah. Like even that morning, we still, still didn't know what the still matchups switches were. Up around, yeah. In that point, and so literally, me and a guy who's a, who's a crowd instructor from from another state. Uh, me and the guy literally saw each other warm up like, you know, 10 yeah. minutes before the fight. So there was, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, I can see and I can adjust and not. And so part of being in a fight is not having that preparation. So I'm not I'm not I'm not griping on that because we're not boxers, but it does highlight like, yeah, I need to be I need to be more um, ready to adapt mm-hmm. to various styles. Um, and so in my training, I will then I will train with various styles a little bit more uh, than what I did. I'm used to being the short, as Bane told me, I'm used to being the shortest person in my weight class. <laughs> and then you had to fight and somebody, fight somebody that was shorter than me, which, which, is, which <laughs> yeah. is a difference, right? But he's shorter which than is me, funny but he also first, weighed more than me. <laughs> because the first, thing, the first thing I did was when I saw the guy was shorter than Magic, yeah. I said, oh, he ain't never fought nobody shorter than him. Yeah. So I had to <laughs> pull did. him aside because I'm used to fighting people shorter than me and say, hey, yeah. this is what's going to happen. This is what the guy's going to try to do because he he's did. shorter than you. This is what he has to do in order to get in. He did. And it was funny because in my, in my weight class, I fought a heavyweight. Let me tell you, I'm never fighting at this weight again. I fought at this weight. But he's shorter than me. But he was also heavier than me. Right, uh, so it was like fighting a bowling ball. So yeah, I was it was it was it was a change. But again, I, I appreciated it. Um, it's a different thing for for people to say, "Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna get into a ring and do this, uh, and go and go full out." And so I have appreciation. But I also know on the other side is you motherfuckers who get in and do this shit for a living. Y'all are nuts. Because let me tell you, you know the shit that hurt. The shit that didn't hurt. Like I got knocked down a couple times. That wasn't the shit that hurt. The, the shit hurt when I when I took it. Like when I absorbed it and it kept going. Those are the punches that hurt. And y'all motherfuckers do this for a living, bro. Nah, I'm out, man. I'm glad I didn't find this in my twenties. Because with my, you know, with hey, my competitive spirit, you might have took it different in your twenties. But though. in my competitive spirit, I would have wanted to keep doing it. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's I mean, what I mean. Your body would have took it different in your twenties. It's the reason why yeah, you get yeah. out of stuff early. If, yeah, would have took it differently. It's the reason why forty year olds don't box anymore. But I probably would have had a slur. And what I'm telling you guys right now, I'd be talking like Mike Tyson to you mm-hmm. if I'd have found this shit in my twenties. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I, yeah, it was. Mike Tyson was talking like that in his tw- in teens. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. Except for that story with Fifty was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he said his voice got deep. Yeah, he changed up yeah, on him. Yeah, you see that shit? Yeah, yeah, he changed up on <laughs> it. Uh, but it was cool. It was cool. Uh, lucky for me, yeah, I get to do this again in a couple of months in a different capacity. So we'll have some fun there. See what comes out of it. Um, but that was the middle of it. But it was uh, it was a fun time. You I don't know, take vacations. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, um, we don't take it. This at least not since COVID. Yeah, we haven't. We haven't been anywhere together. Not yeah, not since COVID. Yeah, way before COVID. Way before COVID, since we all like been somewhere you know? else out to the city together. And the the funnest part was just to drive. Yeah, that little three and a half hours yeah. was hilarious. The drive was hilarious. Uh, the people we saw in in in, in country Texas <laughs> yeah. on the way uh, were, looking at us like we crazy. Looking at us like we crazy were amazing. But yeah, shout shout out to the driving Bane for taking that one because I sure didn't want to drive. Oh yeah, I uh, knew you wouldn't go, man. It, you might have you you could have made the drive there, but making the drive back after oh, you yeah. fight. No, no. Now I remember taking my plane after my oh, last no. test in L.A. I remember just trying to get on the plane oh, after that. I was like, <laughs> you got crumped up. Even first class, you still Bro. crammed up. Bro, I, mm-hmm. bro, I alternate between Advil and Tylenol trying to just <laughs> – I just, I just want to go to sleep. I need Advil, Tylenol, <laughs> yeah. and Pedialyte, lady. Yeah. 
I know you got something back there somewhere. Yeah, it's a rough time after these tests, man, after doing it. But, yeah. No, I appreciate it, man. And I appreciate my brothers being there, coming, you know, coming and coming yeah. to watch me, man. Joker was there. Man. Joker showed up, too. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. Wrong Hotel. Wrong Hotel. Wrong hotel. <laughs> but it was good times. Uh, anything else you want to say on that trip, man? Other than we need to do it again sometime no, that was soon. It, man. We just we just need to do it again. Somewhere sometime somebody's soon, not being man. punched in the face. Yeah, you know it just <laughs> it was just a, the the drive was just so fun. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm like socks, man. I'm, I'm anything over four hours is too much for me driving. Yeah, but anything within four hours, man, it's a good time. Money, it's a good time. So yeah, good 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 times all around. Um, I want to get to something that I'm watching, and I don't know, man, if you had to experience it. I'm pretty sure you've seen it. Uh, a lot, but I, something I was watching, I put off because um, I've been watching other shit that really was a waste of time. But I was watching on Apple Plus. Uh, it was called "The Last Days of Ptolemy Gray," and it's starring Sam Jackson uh, as Ptolemy Gray. He is, and pull up the rest of the cast. He is the um, the main character. He is Ptolemy Gray. And why does this Google wants me to do something else about some shit in Soho, which I don't care about? Um, starring Ptolemy Gray, uh, last day of Ptolemy Gray stars Dominique Fishback, who you've seen in um, she was in a Fred Hampton movie, she was in a couple other things too. Um, Walton Goggins, who was in um, Django um, with Sam Jackson, Omar Benson Miller, who you've seen from uh, Ballers, uh, and a couple other folks. Cynthia K. McWilliams, Damon Gupton, who's been around for a long time, uh, Deron Horton, who's a who's a newer actor. He was in uh, Dear White People. Uh, a couple other folks in there. And so the the overview of it is there's this elderly gentleman named Ptolemy Gray, and he has Alzheimer's bordering on dementia. And so he still lives by himself, which I'm sure a lot of people have experience with older people. He still lives by himself, um, but he's losing the the self-efficiency that he has. Um, the house is a mess. Uh, he still has visions, but he's been cared for by his great nephew. Um, so his great nephew comes by and checks on him every once in a while, whatever, makes sure shit's good. And, you know, they have to have, um, you have to tell each other stories and have little keywords and terms to trigger the memory right. of, of Ptolemy Gray as it goes. Now, cut past all the family issues of family not wanting to take care of the elderly and all that other shit and whatever goes on. Um, I won't spoil the whole plot for you because I think you guys should watch it. For me, it's triggering um, for reasons I'll talk, I'll talk about in a minute, so I won't spoil the whole thing. But um, overview, there ends, up being a, there ends up being a doctor that says, hey, we have a special treatment that'll help you get your memory back, but it's only temporary. But when you get your memory back, you get it back. It's back, mm-hmm. back like it's never, like you never left, and it's, you remember everything that's ever happened in your life or whatever. So he takes, the, he takes the drug to get his memory back knowing that he has, his days are numbered. And, you know, when stuff like this happens, there's a, uh, you know, rewriting of the will with the family, mm-hmm. shit like that happen. There's some deaths in the family and some stuff that elderly men need to take care of because the younger generation isn't taking care of it. Right. So it, it, hits, it hits all the, the, the common themes of, to me, this, this is probably every family, but I know it hit home as a black family. Like it covered all this shit. It covered, you know, the, the youth not want to take care of the elderly. It covered... Um, you know, kids trying to steal from old folks because they don't know, like, hey, how much you getting your check? And, you know, trying to, trying right. to steal the money on that side. It comes from uh, somebody taking in people, but then can't, you know, you can't handle them. So then you, you ship them off to somebody else's house. Uh, it covers rewriting the will 
when there's mm. some money or people think there's some money. And oh, now okay. everybody that didn't take care of the elderly person now say they should. So it's a, it's a, it's a, a plethora of lessons it's, in this, it's in a, this show. It's a lot of lessons. And then there's, a, there's another plot in there, too, that's the underlying thread that kind of ties everything together. Um, but it's triggering for me because I've seen the Alzheimer's and dementia in several of the elderly in my yeah. family. Yeah, that, my, my that grandfather passed. passed away from dementia. And, it was, and, and it's funny because... If you got more than one sibling, nine times out of ten, they're not going to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. It's just how it is. Yeah. And when shit hit the fan, it it seems like it should be the easiest thing to deal with, and it never is. Mm -hmm. It never is. No. No. There's the care. Um, And then what happens, and, you know, even in my my grandfather's case, too, my my dad attested that, you know, like it came down to my grandfather had several children and stepchildren, and when it came down to the last few years, well, it came down to the last few years, like me, my dad, my mom were the only ones there on a yeah. consistent basis, making sure he ate, making sure bills were paid, making sure stuff was good at the house, making sure mm-hmm. shit was taken care of. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when wheels get ridden, and everybody, everybody, everybody want to have a say and want to yeah. do something else. Uh, now, my grandfather, uh, a shout out to him, uh, rest in peace. Uh, my son is actually uh, takes my, my grandfather's uh, first name is my son's middle name. So shout out to Junius. Uh, rest in peace. He actually was very spiteful. Um, you know, in the time where he was coherent, where he basically he wrote in his will that he left everything to my father and me, mm-hmm. and that's how most of the assets. But to everyone his other children, which he could have just left out the will, uh, he specifically <laughs> did not. He specifically left all of them one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to, we asked, are you sure you want to do this? He left them one dollar because he wanted the will to be read and wanted them to know what he thought yeah. about them. So, so he, he wanted to give them one last fuck you. Yeah, he did. He did, and I can. And this this, it, this ties it to Man, what so and so. You only get seventy five cents. <laughs> yeah, that's all yeah, you fucking worth. Yeah, um, but it tied to uh, it tied a lot to. Like where were y'all in the last days? Like nothing, you know, nobody was showing up. So it, it was triggering in a way, but I wanted to push through it because it was a great, it was a great storyline. I'm surprised it hasn't been talked about more, but I can understand. Um, it's it's written so well, and it's almost written like it could be a play. Like they can it's turn this into funny a stage play. I've never even heard of it. I, they they can turn this into a stage play, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't it wouldn't lose a beat. I they think have they to sing when they make it, or play? can it be a regular play? No, regular play. Okay, then that have to be so. You like musicals anyway? I, well, I'm just saying, uh, but everybody don't. You know, you're right. Some but people no. won't watch Color Purple till they start singing. You know, uh, I don't oh, know. Oh, look, Color Purple and Color Purple without songs. If you ain't you trying know? to sing, God ain't God trying to tell me something. If you if you ain't trying to hear that song, hey, <laughs> all I'm saying is, don't nobody want to just look at Whoopi. <laughs> just throwing it out there. I love Whoopi, love her to <laughs> death. Think she's a hell of an actress, especially uh, for when she came. He got in. he got award winning. But uh, don't Whoopi nobody want to just look at Whoopi. Uh, you right? Shout out, Miss Shug. Hey, Shug. Especially for her to come in when she came in and not look and look like that. <laughs> hey, Shug. Say <laughs> like her and Wesley Snipes related. <laughs> oh Jesus! But oh, we I got love her to death though. She's so, a beast. If you have Apple, you guys have Apple Plus. Go watch The Legend of Ptolemy Gray. Actually, binge. I watched it straight through, uh, as many as I could. You know, string together. It is. It is written really well, and it covers a lot of issues that I see common uh, in black families. It covers a lot of those issues. It covers abusive relationships and you know people in jail getting out of jail, and it's, it's all kind of shit in there. So you won't be bored at any point in time. And Sam Jackson is Sam Jackson. Like, if there's a guy to, <laughs> to watch a, an acting clinic yeah. on, it's Sam fucking Jackson. Um, so 
go watch that. But I want to cover that just because I know and I've seen the difficulty of the transition of elderly, right, from being self-sufficient to, you know, people drawing stars as to well, who house they gonna stay at or who's gonna go over there and check this time <laughs> and who's gonna because it gets nasty. Yeah, right? we're gonna change the diapers. And, yeah, shout out, shout out to my shout out to my mom and all the saints in the world that that change elderly people's diapers and it happened, you know, with my great grandmother. Like, who's who she gonna stay with? Who's yeah. gonna clean them up? Who's yeah, gonna, it's, who's it's, gonna it, do that it's stuff? It's a lot, and it, it's a lot physically. It's a lot mentally. You know, and and sometimes in families it, it falls to the people who don't have that much going on. Mm-hmm. But then they feel like they're being picked on. Yeah. Well, it's like you're being picked on because you're not doing nothing financially. So we yeah. need you to physically step in and do the things that the people just chipping in financially can't do because they're making money yeah. so that they can do. Because they're out of time for it. And, and shout, shout out to, you know, to, to my dad and to those a lot people. Of work. Shout out to those people around who have close relationships with the elderly but then see them deteriorating. Yeah, it's Cause stressful. That's, that's the heartbreaking, stressful part is when you look at somebody that you've been close to for your entire life and they may not recognize you. Yeah, Or they call you by somebody else's name. Uh, Or they don't remember what they did five minutes ago or what you told them. So it can get frustrating. My mom would still call me by her own name. Yeah, so it can be frustrating. My mom would call me by her brother's name all my life. Really? All my freaking life. And still don't know the difference between me and Joker on the phone. (laughs) And she the one called me. Like, well, which one did you call? I had a joke about you and your brother, and nobody tell the difference. But I, right. uh, <laughs> which one did you call? Yeah. Come on, man. It's it's, yeah. It's it's hard to have that conversation, and it's 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 sobering for me too, because it's a constant reminder that this may happen again and again and again and again. Yeah, it can happen being, to you. Yeah, being being close to somebody too. Like I remember one one great thing I remember about my grandfather too is, um, so towards the end years, his his long term memory is a lot better than his short term memory. He couldn't remember what he had for breakfast. Well, that's that's normally how it works, though. Yeah, 10 minutes ago. But if we had stories about what happened to him 30 years ago, he can tell you, you know, the yeah. color of the socks he had yeah, on that's, that day. that's normally how. That's how um, dementia and all times work. That's normally yeah. what it is. Yeah, so. Short-term memory usually goes. Uh, every time I, you know, ran to him, he, we talked about the same story. So for those, I'll tell you story time, and then we'll move to, to something else. So um, I, when I went to daycare and I went to elementary school, uh, my parents were both of my parents were working at the time, so they I'd get dropped off. There's a shuttle that takes me from my daycare, which was La Petite, which I don't think exists anymore. Uh, La Petite uh, to school, and then back to La Petite, and it's a daycare sort of thing, uh, you know, for my parents to come pick me up after school. But on occasion, my grandfather's mechanic shop, he owned a mechanic shop, was down the street from La Petite. Like literally, you could walk, you know, two minutes and be at La Petite. Mm. So. What would happen is I would go to La Petite for a while, but they were closed. So my grandfather would pick me up and then I would go work in my grandfather's shop. Now, when I say work, people say, yeah, like I was four or five years old. But here's what I mean. Like I used to answer phones while I was doing my homework. But then when I was doing my homework, I used to go in the back in the shop and help the guys with the tools. So if they were working on a car or something like that and they say, hey, you know, go give me the three eighths, you know, wrench, whatever. That's how I learned about cars uh, by working in a, a mechanic shop at that point. So grandfather used to pick me up, uh, but when he used to pick me up, we used to make two stops. One at Hank's uh, Seafood and, and other food, <laughs> and I used to get an extra long, uh, foot long cheese, uh, chili cheese dog. When I got chili cheese, going to what they call it, chili cheese dog is what I used to get. Or and we used to go to a grocery store, was well, corner store uh, down the street from there. And I used to get a bag of chips and a soda. And my grandfather, every time I ran into him later in life, every day I saw him, he'd tell that same story. 
Mm-hmm. Man, I used to remember when I picked you up, you used to go get the extra long cheese coney. And, I, and I'd sit there and I'd have the conversation with him every, every, time. every single time. And because he that's that was the memory that triggered. That's what he remembers. That's the memory that triggered. Yeah. And I remember it, too. And I had, you know, I saw it because I saw my other grandparents and I had to let other people know like, not to be as frustrated with them. Right. Because they don't know. Yeah, yeah. You should be less frustrated because you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people don't because they, they literally have a conversation and then it changes. And I have to tell them, say, hey, man, they don't know. So whatever conversation you can have with them that triggers an older memory that brings it back, just have that conversation with them. And you will have the same conversation over and over and over again. Have that conversation like it never happened. I'm just saying to you guys out there who may be dealing with this or early stages of dementia, indulge them. Have the conversations. Tell the stories. Uh, be aware that it's happening. I mean, shit, I, part of my mortality, and we were talking about some stuff that we were thinking about today, is my, my short-term memory is going bad. Like, already. Like, I have long-term memory that's good, but it's some short-term memory where it's the kind where you walk into a room and forget why you walk in there. Oh, yeah. It's that shit. Like, well, that's yeah, what happened. Like, like you, you forget something. Yeah. And then, like, you go upstairs, and you get upstairs, and you forgot what you went upstairs for. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? I've had this? that happen. Like, what am I doing? I'm just, like, walking in circles. And normally, I'd write it off, but because I've seen this so many times, yeah. like, it's troubling to me. Right, like I, I pause when I think about this shit. Like, oh fuck, I've seen this happen three times start on doing, on both sides of my family. Doing brain teasers, do logic puzzles. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start doing Sudoku. puzzles and shit like that. And you know, hopefully, my son starts doing homework. I can start trying to figure out his homework. The new math is what yeah, they call the it. New math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can start figuring out yeah, the new yeah. math. What was wrong with old math? It yeah. was working. I can start trying to figure out the new math with my kid to to use my brain. Now, mind you, I can, I, I, I still work. I can still solve problems and shit like that. But it's just it's certain things. Like I can't find the right words. Sometimes when I'm having a conversation, so my biggest thing right now is that I have no motivation, no, I have no anything about anything right now. Just is here. Like my biggest gripe is that I'm just like getting lazy and fat. Uh, like I'm eating whole pizzas and salted caramels and like I'm cinnamon rolls, and donuts. Bro, I'm like going to get breakfast and then getting donuts on the way back. Like I just had French toast. What I need donuts for? <laughs> Like just because I can. Yes. Like I got to flip a switch or something because I'm I'm gonna next thing you know I'm gonna be 300 pounds and over 300 pounds and it's not gonna be a pretty 300 pounds. Yeah, and you know we 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 talked about the motivation and what are we here for and something to latch on to. I was talking to Socks about hobbies because he's one oh, of the few man. people I know that don't have a hobby. None. Yeah, I'm like I, you got none, bro. Like none. I, you like reading. Uh, and which cooking. is crazy because with him being like an engineer, it's like it's, it just seems like it's other stuff that come like that that you would just be doing. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's you know railroad train sets. It's just something that yeah. like you be doing. Something you be putting together, doing something. doing something. Yeah, no. With hands. I think it's gonna be cooking. If I have to, if I have to reckon, I told him I think <laughs> it's gonna catfish. be. I think it's gonna be cooking. Um, That's why they meant to be. Yeah, I think. <laughs> That's why they meant to be. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Socks, I ain't said. Socks, I ain't said that. It on me. Um, yeah, I, I having the wrong kind of contest. I, I think it's. I think it's gonna be cooking uh, with socks. I hope he finds something. But yeah, it's. Yeah, man. Every day. And to me, I, I do want to change something that we that we, we mentioned before. And, and we talk about this other folks, too. And I joke about it more. So maybe I'm just talking about me, especially with all the gray. Um, I joke with people in their late 20s and 30s, and I'm old. Right? I make joke all the time. I'm old. Uh, I'm 40. We at halftime. We're not old at, at this point. And so yeah, we're just, we just, we just taking a little break, figuring things out. But, say, but saying that, I think, sometimes may lead to us being lazy. Yeah. 
right? Making an excuse. It's making an excuse that I think it leads us to be lazy when we don't need to be lazy. So, again, another thing that as I was getting hit in the head and jarred something in my brain was <laughs> was getting back, getting working, getting back in the weight room. Well, the thing is, is we work out, but we don't work out hard like we used to. Yeah. We go through the motions now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not intent. It's not yeah. even even it's, even anger. Even working through anger, working yeah. through hurt. We used to we'd find any motivation. Yeah, anything. just throw some weights around. Being a gym, crying, lifting weights. Yeah, yeah. We'd find any Hitting reason shit. throw some fucking weights around. Throw you know, hit some shit. Now sometimes I walk in the gym and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna go eat. Fuck this. I yeah. turn around and go get something. You know, I shit, I walk in the gym and be like, I don't know if I want to sweat today. Like yeah, I do yeah. shit like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I do it, but I won't like do my it. Back already a little tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, back then I was sore every day. Anyways, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does matter. So now, no, it, it jogs some shit that watching this and just re, you know, recalibrating with life. It's like, you know what? I'm I'm wasting a lot of time and not knowing how much time yeah. to have. As I sit and watch the clock for the podcast go, uh, every yeah. one of these seconds that tick passes, the second I can't get back. Yeah. And if so, I spend it on the couch or eating fucking pizzas or hot Cheetos. Hot che- <laughs> Boy, your insides, bro. <laughs> bro, it ain't the going in. It's what happened when it come out. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of, of things I could be doing to better spend my time, and so I'm going to focus on that uh, versus yeah. just to sitting down and chilling. Um, so, so I'm gonna tell y'all what I did, everybody. Oh shit! So what I did was this is July. What is this? July? Uh, what's the date? July fifth. This is July fifth, day after the fourth, day before the sixth. <laughs> so did I we, went ahead did we get it? <laughs> and I ordered a Black Adam costume. For uh, Halloween, and I, told, <laughs> and I told myself I'm wearing yes, that bitch did. no matter what. Yes, he did. So whatever kind of shape I'm in when it come around, I'm wearing that joint. <laughs> so we are gonna see what happens. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him I'd be Fat Thor. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> we we'll let socks be rocket. <laughs> <laughs> he on your shoulder, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I just went ahead and ordered it and said, you know what? I need I need a goal. I need something. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna make it happen. That's gonna be interesting. So yeah, I want to talk about that early. I'll wrap that up with a show Grace um, with with people. I saw a lot of people in the movie being mean to him or upset. You know, not recognizing that he was going through dementia and shit like that. Like show a little more grace, a little more understanding to the elderly in your lives to understand that they're going through stuff and it sucks for them too because they want to remember but they can't. Um, and just, you know, be there, you know, as much capacity as you can. I know everybody has lives, but just be aware. And also be aware of your family. The other shit that you guys are going to get is checking on your family. Like, we all know it's some fucked up shit going on in our families. And in being family, sometimes we don't, we don't call it out. We don't do anything about it. Sometimes we don't do anything because we've said shit four or five times and they're going to do yeah. the same shit, so you kind of leave it alone. So it's all kind of family dynamics. So I'm not judging you for not saying shit about certain things in your family or letting it go. But just, you know, whenever you can, if there's a way for you to improve stuff in your family, don't be afraid to say things. Don't wait for the I told you so's after shit goes yeah. left. Um, and, and remember the one thing that we all the one thing we always have to remember in our circle is that everybody don't handle things the same way that you handle them. Yeah. They don't respond the same way that you respond and you can't expect that from everybody. No. Sometimes if it's people in your circle or your family, you gotta go out of your way. You got to go above and beyond and try to put yourself in their shoes and understand that people don't do things the same exact way that you do them all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's grief that, you, that you're dealing with, everybody don't grieve the same way. 
you know, if it's it just every everyday things in life that people deal with, they just deal with them differently. Some people need more time to handle the same thing. It might took you, you know, two days or two weeks. It might take them two months or six months. Yeah. You know, they, they the mental capacity that they have or, or the way that they deal with things, you know, the, the logical uh, order that they have, you know, some sometimes, you know, two plus two equal four to us, but they still going, you know, one plus one plus one <laughs> plus, plus one. one. So yeah. they got more steps. They yeah. don't get there. Yeah. But they got more steps. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you have to – part of being intelligent is recognizing – those other things with other people because then you start to recognize that you don't deal with everything the same way and you start to look at yourself and say okay now i gotta look at and say okay now let me self-reflect okay let me change how i do this Mm -hmm. so that i can be better person because sometimes what forces you to be a better person is thinking about somebody else yeah and putting them before you yeah. But a lot of times we get so caught up in us and especially when things going bad and we stressed out, it's all about I got to get this done. I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. And then you start to push people to the side. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you got to remember, everybody don't handle things the same way. You know, life is different for everybody. Yeah, there's a there's a point in there, too, where it's just a focus on emotional intelligence, where you kind of pick up on um, why why things happen and why people are the way that they are. Um, without judging them and kind of trying to meet them on their level or even trying to help them on their path. I'll, I'll bring this up because it, it did relate to another show uh, that I watched was uh, P-Valley. I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't watch it, Bane. Uh, Not yet. I put it on my list for after this month. It's down in the valley where the girls get naked. Um, but we, we've we been – we frequented um, <laughs> some, some entertainment establishments for adults in, in our lives. And – we can. Uh, the thing is, when you go there on the surface, sometimes you can see it for entertainment. But when you spend time there, and you spend a lot of time there, and you get to know the people, you start to think about or start to find out the stories of how they got there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The and beginnings. Yeah. The beginnings. Which a lot of people never see. Yeah. A lot of people never see the beginnings. Yeah. They just see the what's what's at the end. Yeah. They see what's at the or, end. Whatever they came into. And then you judge the end. Right. Yeah. You judge the end because you see the end. It's easy to judge the end. At the end, if it's not with something that you do, but you don't know the, the steps to get there. And it's easy to say, well, you should just stop doing it and go do something else. It's easy to do that. What I do like about it, uh, past all the other stuff, episodes of, of P-Valley, uh, this is a uh, show on stars. Uh, it is about uh, a gentleman's establishment. Well, I don't want to say gentleman because there's a lot of people in that motherfucker. It's about mm-hmm. an adult entertainment establishment in and, and Chuckalisa, uh, Mississippi, which I don't even know if it fucking exists. But anyway, there is a performer that she gets picked out of the the strip club to go be a performer with a upcoming rapper. And this last latest episode they did was they showed her background. They showed how she got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they showed her coming from uh, her father had money, uh, divorced the mother, and then married another chick, and like big house, suburbs, whatever, but she was a dark-skinned child, and he married mm. a woman who had lighter-skinned children, and the lighter-skinned children were treated better than she was. So you got the, the colorism, which happens in our in our yeah. community there. Uh, which is the, real. It's real. The colorism factor that happened there, whether it was in school or at home, the way the stepmother, you got the stepmother and the stepsisters looking at the, mm. the previous daughter because she came from the previous marriage where her father cheated on the original mother mm-hmm. for the new chick. So you got all that dynamic. Uh, and then you had uh, the dark skinned chick at work, not, I mean, at school uh, being picked on because of her color. 
and people showing favoritism to her sister, and then she ends up getting in a relationship with somebody likes her, and ends up being an abusive relationship, yada, yada, yada. Now, stripper, you know, slash lashes and hair, whatever she does. But what I appreciated was they showed the origin story, and it, it didn't come from the traditional of, uh, people sometimes go to, well, maybe you were molested as a kid, yeah. or maybe some else. It didn't come from that. Yeah, um, they they, they picked a different angle, which is serious, because like for me, I didn't really understand the the colorism thing mm. until I got older and reached a point where I'm, I'm not going to say I didn't care about women. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you start this. But, <laughs> but when, you know, we all reach that point where it's not about just what we want. Okay. You know, like we talked about, like, you reach that point to where seeing a chick cry make you feel bad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, when you right. was younger, you didn't care. Uh, it's uh, like, this is me. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, what we doing. It is what it is. Yeah. But when I got a little bit older and I started to care more and I started to listen more, mm. because I cared more, I listened more. Mm. And then that's when I started to understand and see it. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was like real, real. Like we make, we make jokes about me being bright skinned all the time. All the time. You know, but I didn't, it was never shunned because I was bright. Right. So the first time I heard somebody talk about actually being sun, shunned, excuse me, because they were bright. Oh. And yeah. or because they was dark. Or they was dark, yeah. Both sides of the fence. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, but it took me to get to that point where I learned to listen, where listening was important to me. Mm -hmm. So it took me a while. And, and that, that's interesting, too, because like you said, a lot of people don't realize and it doesn't matter what color you are, like what shade you are in the spectrum. A lot of people have a different experience and you don't pay attention to it as much. Um, you know, I come from, you know, when I was in Texas and, and Bane came down from Fort Wayne, when I was in Texas growing up, everything was about having a, a light skinned girlfriend. Every song. Uh, that came through the radio, everything that you saw on TV. If you go look at Martin, right, you had Gina versus Pam, and it was light skin versus dark skin, and there was a lot of mm -hmm. dark skin jokes that Martin. That's why I think Martin aged terribly. For those of you, when I say Martin went as good a TV show as you guys say it, it, it ages fucking terribly. Uh, there's some shit in there. It's just it's it's terrible if you if you are emotionally intelligent now if you pay attention to people's feelings. It's fucked up. So anyway. Light skin versus dark. You had uh, school days, uh, the Jigaboos mm -hmm. versus the other ones. Like it was, it was perpetuated in our environment. When you when you were Creole or you passed, and yeah. you passed as white, you were treated one way versus everybody else. Access. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus <laughs> being a house Negro and a field Negro. Like it's it's been going on in a community for a long time. And there'll be girls that I've trained. I've trained uh, younger women in, in teens. It'd be like if they're light skinned with pretty hair, they want to come learn how to fight because they know the first thing mm -hmm. the other girl gonna do is pull her hair. Or it's, you know, it's like it's like old Tyler Perry movies. You watch oh, old Tyler Perry oh, movies, oh, and I ain't even gonna say it, but go and, and see and see what oh. color like the the bad guy always oh, was. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And what and was the savior? The light skin savior. Yeah. <laughs> and what skin color like the the the, the horrible dude always yeah. was? Yeah. It's 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 been perpetuated in our uh, in our culture for a long time, um, and they they talked about that. Uh, they showed kind of you know kind of her dynamic of it. Uh, MP Valley and where she went and how she wasn't, you know, appreciated and shit like that. So I do like that they covered more serious topics because it, it gets a little, it gets a little cheesy at times. And they show some, they show some shit that you may not want to watch. Uh, man, I can tell you this, yeah. I, I point to episodes and be like, bro, just fast forward through that shit. You're not gonna want to watch this shit. And, and I never knew there was one young lady that I went out with, in particular. We only went on one date because mm. there was some other issues, but. It really opened my eyes to how much of an impact something like that can have on a child. Yeah. Like she was really, and she was on the, the darker side, mm. but she was still really, really, really hurt 
about the things that happened to her growing up mm-hmm. to the point to where on a first date she just let it all out. Yeah. Like didn't take any kind of time, didn't say, you know, let me get to know this person, make sure they ain't going to put my shit out in the street. You know, let me see if they really care enough about me to to even try to understand what I'm saying. She just let it all go. Like she just, I don't know if she just didn't have nobody to talk to. I don't know if the bright skin made her comfortable. I don't know what happened. Yeah. You know, she thought I was extra sensitive, you know, because I look like yeah. uh, Mr. Clean hair? or something. Did you have hair? Or no I did hair? not have hair. Oh, okay. I did not have hair. <laughs> but she didn't have natural hair either. Okay, you know, women treat you differently when you got hair. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah, you know, this is different when I got hair. Mm-hmm. You know, a.k.a., you know, shout out to the dreadlocks. <laughs> Julian! You know, but uh, it was it was, it was was very interesting, and I felt bad because this young lady was, you know, 30 years old, you know, in, in law school, mm-hmm. and still holding on to this so tight to this the first thing that she want to tell somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that that's sad, and I, 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 I hate to say this, you know, it's not a one-off thing that Bane's talking about. Like, no, I, it's not. We, we we talk to people all the time where there's still women that we know as adults that just can't take a compliment. They just no. don't know how to receive a compliment because they've never gotten compliments before. Yeah. They've always been berated, and this, and I've seen this in every shade, mm-hmm. and it's just they've been berated so much mentally that they don't think they're pretty themselves, and so what happens sometimes yeah. is what you see is they'll try to become what society thinks is pretty by the way they dress, the makeup they wear, um, the stuff they post online. They try to be what society thinks is pretty and attractive to try to boost the self-esteem to get those likes, 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 that maybe it'll fill that hole that Mm. they have from not being appreciated. But when you really talk to them, they still don't believe you. When yeah. you say, you know, like, I think you're this and that and you because, have this. Because it's not that. you that they don't believe. It's, it's themselves that they have a problem with. Yeah. And it's, 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 it comes out of self-esteem issue. Yeah. All the time I've been told about. multiple times, well, I didn't think you would like me because I was dark skinned. Yes. Like, that's not up to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, you made, you made a choice for me is what you tell yeah. me. It's, it's, yeah. It's people that damaged, that damaged children so much um, that. It's now as to, adults, it's hard to shake. It's, yeah, hard to it's, shake. it's hard to shake as adults, and that's part of the baggage that you kind of have to maneuver around uh, when you start dating. Like I said, past your twenties, if you you know haven't gotten married or something like that, you have to maneuver around all of these things. Yeah, uh, with people, and it's it's it's, it's sad. But I, I like I said, shout out to P Valley. I do like the writing on that episode where they did show the background of how Mississippi got, that's the character's name is Mississippi, how she got to where she is. And they, they, they didn't get all the way, but they got enough to explain why she why she continued to stay in an abusive relationship. Enough to get the point across. Yeah. Because uh, why, why, the question was always, one of the most beautiful girls that they had, talented, smart, and when you really listen to her outside, like she's like smart, like she business Girl. sense and everything. And then you try to figure out why she with the man that she's with any abusive relationship that she's you in so, now. You have not had a real conversation in life until you had a conversation with a real career stripper. Tall. I'm talking about one that don't do drugs, they don't drink, yeah. they work out every day, yeah. and they strip because the money is good. Yeah. Those are some hella conversations. Yeah. It's 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 very interesting. It gives you a different perspective and respect for, for what they call now, what they call now sex workers in that vein. It gives you a different respect for people. And that's... Is that the politically correct? That's politically correct. Is what sex, they call workers. sex workers. Sex uh, workers. From what I've been told on Google. Oh, uh, Google. 
But it, it, like, it, it, it is interesting. This. I say, like I said, Bane and I have gotten to put a point where I don't think we can just go and just entertain and just be entertained by strip clubs anymore. When we go because no. we we've been in a space where we talk to them like on a person to person level, yeah, and got to know them as people. And, and it's just so much more fun and entertaining. Oh my god, entertaining. Yeah, from A to Z, <laughs> the conversations are good. Um, just like I'm hey, not saying for how you guys. Was your day? What did you do today? Yeah, I, I'm not saying you guys should go find a a a dancer and go ask her questions. I'm not saying that, but it she, is she, fun. She will charge you, but I won't yeah. say that. But if you do it, she will charge you. Um, but it's interesting. It's interesting to to get past the initial stigma that you have about people when right. you really ask, like, how did you get here? Yeah, like past all the like, how did you get here? Because I see some things and I'm hearing some things you're telling me. That it seemed like how did you how did you get your shit like where did your baggage come from mm-hmm. uh, and having that we had that baggage conversation oh that's a fun conversation oh, oh. but you had that baggage conversation like yeah. how did I get here it's about the trip man it's about the road yeah. trip baby yeah. it's about the drive yeah it's about the songs you listen to yeah uh, that trigger yeah. that trigger shit in your it's memory <laughs> I never forget man when I was young young when I wasn't even old enough to be in a strip club I remember uh, this young lady. You know, we never dated or nothing like that. She was just real cool. But we started talking and, like, I couldn't come to find out, like, you know, she she from, you know, somewhere around New Orleans. But she here in Houston, you know, she lying to her parents. She done dropped out of school, but they think she's still in school. You know, she got to go home to get, like, uh, but now they, like, in Beaumont. And she got to go back to Beaumont, which uh, if y'all don't know, if y'all not from around here, it's kind of in between Houston and and kind of Louisiana, it's still in, it's still in Texas, but it's it's closer to the to the border. But she got to go back because her parents moved there after some other problems, and she got to get her braces tightened. Mm-hmm. But she had lied to him and and told him she had a boyfriend, and at that time she wanted me to go and act like her boyfriend. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just all kind of just craziness. And I'm like 19, and I'm like, wow, like you the same age I am, mm-hmm. and you got this like I couldn't even keep up with the story. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you do it. Like, this is just exhausting. It's a lot. Having to keep up with this lie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, parents asking about report cards and all kind of crazy stuff that <laughs> she don't have because she dropped out of school. Yeah. It was all kind of crazy. Yeah, trying to tap dance around that shit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, in- interesting conversations. You no, know, I don't want to meet your Uncle Willie. <laughs> if you if <laughs> if you could, if you have the capacity uh, in your life, and then we'll segue into what we're watching and listening to, and close this out. If you had the capacity to talk to somebody that you would not normally talk to, and to really get an understanding about their life, do it. Elderly people are great. You can find an elder person that you don't talk to and just ask them about their life, or mm. they they go through. They they'll tell you some fucking stories and knock Boy. your socks off. Um, but if you can find anybody, uh, and I say elderly sometimes because even if there's a, if you're a generation removed from some of your elders, you've only seen them as elders. You didn't see them yeah. when they was you, you your age. They was your age. Yeah, you didn't see them when you were your you age. You forgot about that. So when you hear stories about what they did when they were your age, it yeah. may give you a different appreciation and yeah. a connection. And some of them did things that make our lives look like we yeah. ain't done shit. A whole lot of things. So when they tell you what you doing, you ain't fooling nobody. They mean you ain't fooling nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is which is also part of the the, the flashback in in the P Valley show where they showed some of the older characters as they were younger. Like they showed like flashes of them in the background. Yeah. Like oh shit, that she used to do this before she was that. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Um, that was the best thing about second season of uh, what's the name on HBO? What's that? Uh, when they started off with your boy when his uh. <laughs> When his, when his what is his grandma went in there and shot that dude and shot that dude. Oh okay. <laughs> oh mm. god, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, the one with Zaya 
whatever her name is. Zanet? Zanet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Euphoria. Yeah, Euphoria. Yeah, yeah. When they did the background. Yeah, when they did the background. Yeah, they did the background. Whoever those writers were, they started that season off like that. Yes. With the flashback. Yeah. Saying, okay, we're going to show you how he got here. Yeah. It was the same thing. It's exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the latest like, season of Euphoria is what he's talking about. And that's, yeah, when they do the background yeah, it's like, of Fez and everybody else yeah, in there, like, like how did we get in? Yeah. Like, you don't know how he got here. Yeah. Because he's just a character, you know, in this first season. Yeah. Who's like a main character, but he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. He's an important character. Yeah. Shout but, out to, to Ash being in uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, too. yeah, even though it was <laughs> absolutely horrible. It was, yeah, it was terrible. They could have did better. Um, Way better. So I close it out. We get to some of the stuff we're watching. Of course, like I just mentioned, hashtag uh, horrible writers. Um, Umbrella Academy. What what will baffle me the most about this is they were just they were dumber than all the Stranger Things kids, uh, and they're supposed to be superheroes and saving the fucking world. And they the only were, thing good about Umbrella Academy was the first season. Uh, Downhill after that. The first season was good. I you know I like the uh, some of the individual characters. Uh, in the second season, I like uh, they didn't you know, Ash's, Ash's pretend mama. Yeah, the second one. Uh, yeah. They, the problem is the main character. I liked her; she was cool. Yeah, the main <laughs> character and Ash. Yeah, 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 he yeah. Played was cool. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, is that they had these characters that they did not take the time to continue to develop enough. Mm-hmm. They just didn't. It's like they just just left them at the same point that they were from like the first season. Instead of continually, you know, showing, you know, backgrounds or sort steadily building yeah. and, and, and turn them into something else. Mm-hmm. And and that was my problem with the third season was they introduced too many new characters. Yeah. To where they, they didn't have the, even the potential or the time. It's the same thing with the Wilds that I was watching. Okay. Uh, on Prime. Yeah. You know, it was the first the first season they had the girls. It was mm-hmm. it was stuck on the fake island. If you guys hadn't watched it, and the lady was actually doing like an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever the fuck she was. Well, the second season come in, and they say all of a sudden, okay, they were doing experiment with boys at the same time. Yeah. And now they're telling the story of the boys and the girls. Where in the first season they was telling just the story of the girls. Well, when they told the story of just the girls, mm-hmm. that allowed them to to concentrate on developing just those characters. Yeah. Now you've introduced new characters, mm. but because you're talking about the boys and the girls, you, you don't, don't have, have the time, time to, to develop those characters enough yeah. to make the season as good as the first season and make it worth it. Yeah, like you, we 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 were invested in the original cast of the Umbrella Academy, and then to throw in the new cast and to not really to like put the other ones in the back seat for and not talk about what the new ones were. It's um, I, maybe the maybe the next season. They'll, they'll talk about it, but they lost their power, so I don't know how they're going to go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, so anyway, pinning that. Uh, second half of Stranger Things, latest season, is I haven't started it yet, um, but I'm interested to see because they started talking about everybody else that was in the uh, experiments with Eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was interesting how they left it. I've never so. seen it. I'm binge watching it starting August 1st. Okay. Well, we'll start watching it. It's, All it's, seasons, August 1st. I might be done um, in two weeks, depending on how my August yeah, go. Yeah, you, you might. <laughs> so it's uh, <laughs> my August go. You, I think that you're gonna like it a lot better than Umbrella Academy. I'll then, say that. Then right Westworld now. is after that, and, and I'm on Westworld, the new the new uh, series. Of ep- it, I have some issues with the way Westworld is written, but I I'm trying to I'm trying to push along because it's it's enough elements in there that I like. Uh, and there's a new season of Westworld. I started watching that um, as well. Um, what else am I on? Uh, the comedy slowed down on Netflix. I was really on a comedy binge of everything that was on Netflix coming from the Netflix's joke. Oh, Loot. That's what I was watching. We were talking about that um, 
earlier with uh, Maya Rudolph from SNL. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a new show on. Yeah, Apple that's TV on my list too. I literally it's, got a, a list on my iPhone. She, of all the she, stuff I'm yeah, watch. she, she, she is funny. It is a funny I, show. Yeah, she is it hilarious. Is, um, it is a little bit shorter. I don't think they're looking at like thirty minute episodes. I don't think they're hour episodes. I hate, uh, I hate shows with thirty minute episodes. But she now you want now you want long episodes now. Some of this shit is like a 30, movie, man. Thirty minute episodes. It's like that's like cartoons, like for me. <laughs> because by the time you get invested in it, it's over. Yeah. And it's like now you gotta watch the next one because it was so short it didn't make I, no I, sense. I was long, man. I, I like quick hit stuff because I can I don't have to sit down and like sit still for and because you know what happens is you watch you want to watch more than one, but I'm gonna watch more than one anyway. I know you are, but with the hour shit like another thing I'm watching is it's called Terminal List on Amazon Prime, um, and it's with uh old buddy that plays uh what's the dude in the uh, Marvel movies? Yeah, Pratt. Chris Pratt. It's yeah, the, see, uh, I put that on the list too. When, when Joker told me about it, I put it on the list. So and I hadn't watched it the yet. first episode is slow, mm-hmm. but it picks up. Bro, right you after know what the first else picked up? What's that? Was I was watching it just because I got to watch it because it's Marvel. Yeah, the Mrs. Marvel, whatever uh, it is. You made me watch that shit, bro. I bro, was gonna go with the YouTube video. Listen, listen. When Mike, they start, you're it's really good. You now I know what that. Listen, Mike. it's it's really really slow until they start fighting. Okay, but once they kick in and they introduce these new characters and they start fighting, all right. Then it's like worth watching. Do I have to watch it before I watch Thor this Friday? Well, see that I don't know because I don't know how okay. stuff ties in. No, nobody knows how things tie in with okay. Marvel. You never know. All right. Well, I watched the. There's an emergency, emergency something dude on YouTube which gives all the Marvel okay. uh, recap. Yeah. That's normally what I go watch. I go watch like the emergency dude, and he gives me the recap, and he talks about how everything's tied to everything else. Yeah. But this thing with Marvel, they they have done a great job of weaving all the storylines together. They make you watch stuff that you know not going to be good, but right? Because I don't want to watch the Guardians of the Galaxy or Ant Man and Wasp, but it's like, I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna miss something. So corny. But I feel like I'm gonna miss something. I feel like I'm gonna miss so something corny. if I don't fucking watch it. It is. I feel like I'm gonna miss something if I don't watch it. Uh, because of the way they tie shit in, and then I got to go to a YouTube explaining the shit that out. I miss. Yeah. <laughs> so once they start, like once they get that, like that episode when uh, she meet these other people and they actually start fighting, fighting, okay. then the shit get good. All right, and I mean not great, but it's worth watching because they fighting okay. for real. All right, you know. Well, well, Chris Pratt uh, in this one that I'm talking about, he has like. He reaches like a uh, John Wick level of invincibility in this oh, bitch. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. so it gets. It, it looks like it's whenever it looks like it's going to end. There's like mm-hmm. a new wrinkle, and oh, okay. it, it, it's a new episode. Like, oh well, fuck, well, we got to go down this path now, and there's a new yeah. wrinkle. So I think from that part, you'll be invested, and it's just gratuitous fucking violence, which I always uh, like. Yeah, which yeah, let's get into it. Um, so that's good. Uh, the boys, recent season, yes. I'm, I'm 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 up on, and it, oh, these <laughs> boys just get like these writers are just wild. It, they are, but it, it went it went in a place where I thought it was going to go. Like you can kind of see it's, it was it's going. In that like place. It's, it's like cool to be like if I was a superhero, what kind of person would I really fucking be? <laughs> I think that's what these writers ask themselves. Yes, it's like yeah. what kind of person would I really, really, yeah, be? like really, yeah. Be? Everybody can't be the you know I'm gonna be Captain America and save the world and shit. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, uh, like well, Homelander. you gotta have balance. Sometimes you gotta have like balance. Homelander says. Hey, I'm better than all of you. Like, what, yeah. the, like, what are we talking yeah, about you, here? You got to have balance, dog. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? You, you got to have balance, and and you have that amongst just people themselves. Yeah, you know, is it just when one girl walk in the room, she thinks she's finer than everybody else? It's you got to have balance, bro. Mm-hmm. You got to. It's, uh, it, it's great. It it is, 
Um, just the riders are just interesting. The, the different things they come up with is just, yeah. just insane. The orgy was just. That boy said, "Get your love sausage off." Yeah, you know, get your love sausage out of yo, my face. The orgy was wild. Why was it? Yo, what, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? It was just wild. <laughs> but when dude was walking through the house and he just kept getting hit with shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to those riders. There's some shit in there that just like. It's like garbage pail kids. Like y'all are just being disgusting to be disgusting. Uh, yeah, just because they can. Yeah, y'all are being disgusting to be disgusting. But it's like it's like you extra. said though. If you could, yeah, you know, it's like people talk about like these superstars. They had all this money, and then they're like, oh man, you know, it was coked out, or they was doing this, or they was like Charlie Sheen doing eight balls and having parties that last a month. Mm-hmm. But it's like after a while, like you've done everything, yeah. so you got to find something else to do. Yeah. So you could imagine if you was a superhero and you had these things at your disposal. Sooner or later, you got to do shit that regular people don't do. Well, and the other part of it is it goes into the space where, um, which why I was never uh, a fan of the, the X-Men proper. I was more of a fan of Magneto and where he was going with that side is, you know, even even when we talked about Blade and we talked about some of the characters in Blade, it was like, why are we pretending that we're weaker yeah. than them? And then what would that have? Because that's, to me, that's a more realistic personality right. trait. Where, yeah. No, I am a lot more powerful than you. Yeah. I can like why why am I taking orders yeah. from you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which what happened in the Avengers that's something we talk about civil war and shit like that. I was like, why am I taking orders from you? Like you need us. Like, yeah. We don't need you. And what are we doing? And how do we preserve that part? And that happened in uh The mm-hmm. Man That Fell to Earth, which is another one that I'm watching. Um a lot of other things where it's uh even Westworld to the point where it's like, why are we taking orders from from people yeah. That aren't as advanced as we yeah. are physically, and, and don't appreciate the fact that we and, are who we and are, and don't appreciate it. But you can you also talk see, shit to me. You can also see, and it ties into the DC comics with Batman and the Justice League, where yeah. Batman always looks ahead, like one day they are going one to day realize I'm going to have to fight you. Yeah, they are going to realize. So I got a plan B for everybody that they are stronger than everybody else on yeah. the earth. Bat- Batman was the smartest. Yeah, Batman is the smartest superhero out of any comic. And I think it's because he always saw the bad in people. Like, he always yeah. saw the other he side. He always saw the worst. So like he I had a this. plan for everybody and everything. Yeah, but what about this? If this goes south, I got something for that yeah. ass. Because uh, just uh, look Period. at Even if it was not the rest of them, Green Lantern, uh, one of them, if it was just Superman, what if Superman just decided to say, fuck y'all? Yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. What <laughs> if Superman said, I'm going to be Homelander? Yeah. He said, I got something for you. Yeah. And so then you ask yourself a question is, well, is Lex Luthor really the villain? Yeah. Because all Lex Luthor was trying to do was come up with a way to be Superman. Yeah. Was he really the villain? Because he was trying to, you know, create a Superman clone to beat Superman? Like, I, or was he thinking along the same lines of what Batman was yeah, thinking? Yeah, yeah, just did it differently. He just did it differently. He just did it differently. Um, so it's, it's I, I do like now that we're getting the darker, when it comes about Invincible and everything, we're getting the darker side of yeah. comics. We're, we're, and, comic, and we we're, we're being comic nerds now. We all know that it's people, fights. though. It's people. And when people have certain abilities, it's more realistic. It's more realistic. It's more realistic. Everybody's not going to be the, the good two shoes nope. that people think they're going to nope. be. It's like it's like uh, even even trauma. Even when you get to um, uh, the last Doctor Strange, where you had Wanda, mm-hmm. where she decided to become the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, and she, she was said, like she hey. had trauma, and she was like, the "Fuck, you going to do to stop me?" Yeah, yeah. You know what it. I mean? Where we at? And she she went and she did her thing, and I didn't I didn't anticipate her being the main villain. In Doctor Strange too, like I got it. I saw WandaVision, but I didn't see her just going completely. Yeah, yeah, just going left. left. But yeah. that's that's those are more realistic storylines 
than just all these guys, you know, I'm going to save the world and I'm going to work for the government and I'm going to wear, you know, red, white, and blue and shit like that. That's not that realistic to me. So I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate the range that people have. It gives me something more entertaining to watch. Um, It It makes it more unpredictable. It does make it more unpredictable. And that's what's so great about the boys is that. From the first episode when when your boy ran through that chick and she exploded, you was like, "This is gonna be unpredictable. I don't know what's gonna happen." Like like if this can happen in the first scene of the first episode, yeah, anything can happen. Yeah, which is like the reason why people like watching Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, was because I, anything I, can happen. The person you thought was a main any, character, anything can happen. Turn up and die. Like the, anything. The next yeah, episode, Ned Stark. Yeah, anything that, can happen. You don't know. Which which shout out. There's supposed to be new new episodes, new seasons coming out. Uh, stop kicking my camera. Bro. Yeah, I know. Man. Uh, there's new episodes coming out soon. Shout out to Game of Thrones. Trying to get we'll that shine off your head. We'll see. Well, good luck. We'll see if there's anything. Um, if these live up to what the last yeah. ones were, that's that's kind of the bad part about being a spinoff. And it gives such a bad taste in my mouth after the way it ended. I, I, I like it if it's the same me. writers is where it ended it, it, horrible. But it's it, just like, I don't know but it did. But it didn't go. bother me. It's like, look, bro. It bothered me, man. It didn't bother me because it's like you you got you got straight A's through school, and your last two weeks of the last semester, you was bro. like, eh. no, it no, didn't bother me. No, it didn't no. bother me at all. Let me tell you, true you know when the finale was for no, me. Let me give you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you the finale for me, and then you too. You know the finale for me was. Where Arya Star killed the White Walker. That was it. That was the end of the. That was the end of the show for me. See, I didn't care about nothing else. And after and, that, and that was if if they would have just came back and somebody sank Cersei, I'd have been good. Yeah, that's it. That's all I cared about. I was done. That was the season finale for me. That was the season I'd have been good because she was my she was my chick the whole time anyway. All right, Cersei was. Well, was anybody ooh. say I got a list ooh. of people I'm gonna kill and you on and tell you in your face you on the list, bro? Yes. Yes. You might not be first, but hey, you on the list. I'm saying that, that was the Beast finale mode. for me. Now you tell me your story. That was the finale for me. I didn't care about anything else other than that. This this is my thing though, is that when you have a soul that's written like that, that keeps people's attention that well, mm-hmm. I just feel like you have to end it well. I just feel like you have to. It's like you know what people expect, and I know you're in this uh mode of trying not to give them what they expect to keep them in. Yeah. But when you get to the end, you got to give them some kind of satisfaction. It's kind of like the it's like the icing on the cake. It's like you have to you have to fulfill like you've been building this this whole time. You got to fulfill mm-hmm. it. So now, so now I'm worried about the House of Dragons. Sure. Like how how good is it really sure. going to be? Like like did they, did they lose their touch? But let me or what ask happened? You. But let me ask you. Yeah. Are you still gonna watch yeah. it? Of course I'm going to watch it. Then why? So I'm asking why. But the difference as, between me as, sitting here and talking shit about it and not talking shit about creatives, it. As creatives, they get tired too. And I'm just saying it's not going to stop nobody from watching the new shit. It's not going to stop anybody from saying Game of Thrones is one of the best shows ever written. So they already got their diploma. They, they graduated with honors. And you're going to come watch their other shit. And they're supposed to have the other show too, right? With John, like yeah, John Snow. What happened like, with John yeah, Snow after or yeah, whatever like, or something. And you're going to keep watching their so shit. That's the second one. Like it's look, if power can be successful <laughs> in all and the spinoffs and all the power spinoffs, Game of Thrones will be Game fine. of Thrones was probably the best TV show since the Gladiator. Okay. When they had the the uh like that, was it like two seasons? I don't remember how many seasons of Gladiator was, I don't remember. Wow. But okay. Gladiator was a beast. We when have it was different on. opinions of good Shows, oh, Gladiator okay. was crazy. Okay, I would have said now I don't, I don't, I don't remember when it the years it aired, but I still have, still like The Wire, still like Breaking Bad. Even though I didn't watch Breaking Bad till it was over, I actually binge watched Breaking well, Bad after it was done. Like I see, I've I watched like half of it. 
Mm-hmm. But I would put Banshee above Breaking Bad. Oh, I was it was I was coming. I wasn't oh, okay. I didn't know. I wasn't finished. Know. I didn't know. I, I was like, yeah, I wasn't finished. You don't throw Banshee. Uh, yeah, no, I wasn't. I wasn't finished. I wasn't finished. Banshee is something I can go back and watch Banshee now. From yeah. episode one to the end, even though shit start going around, I can still go watch Banshee. And if you guys don't know, the guy who plays Homelander is the same guy who plays uh, the, the main character in Banshee. Uh, I like Job uh, from Banshee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, so anyway, like everybody can't get shit right all the time. I understand. Sometimes HBO's have some. You know what? HBO's has some wonderful series. They Even do. like Shameless. Oh. Even like Shameless, HBO so, has had some wonderful HBO series. HBO Max has Shameless because they bought Showtime. The Showtime, yeah. Shameless was oh, Showtime. That's right, show. it was Showtime. I forgot. Um, Shameless yeah. started going real left towards the end, but it still it still gave her a different perspective on what poor looks like in, yeah. in a major city, which is interesting to see from from that show. So shout out to Shameless and all those creators and yeah. motherfuckers not dying. Uh, now <laughs> Lip Lip has his own show called Bear, which I haven't seen. I haven't, seen um, I haven't seen now. I think it's on Hulu or something like that. So I, I'll go watch a couple episodes of that and see and see if I like it. But um, <laughs> that little young girl saying this had me dying. <laughs> so that's uh, anything else you want to highlight? What you're what you're seeing no, before I get to been, what we listen. All I've been watching lately is stuff that I can watch. Sort of, kind of, while I'm doing other stuff like okay. uh, HBO. I watched. I've been watching this. I hadn't finished yet. I'm almost done with this joint called The Bridge. Okay, it's like in, in it's like European where they got to build this bridge. It's like a reality show. Okay. You know, it's like however many people they got to build this bridge to get this money, but then they got all these twists in it. They got to work together to get this. But they got to build it by like hand. Okay. Like they just got like an axe and like a handsaw, like whatever, and it's like eight hundred feet. They got to build it. (laughs) Okay. And so they got all these weird twists to it. It's just I've I've been ever since I went back and started rewatching Survivor. Mm -hmm. I've been rewatch. I've been watching. I've been stuck on reality shows because it's amazing to me, not only how shitty people can be because of money. But how people can forgive them for being shitty because it's for money. Okay. Because they know it's for money, they'll forgive you. Mm-hmm. And it's just been real interesting watching how some of these people think and then some of the things that they consider to be okay as far as life is concerned. Okay. You know, because they understand the circumstances that's behind it. All right. well. And it's like, wow, you just stamped them okay. You can lie to me all you want to. I understand because it's for money. Yeah. It's weird. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, I finished uh, the uh, old joint. That, it was called Naomi. I think it was on WB or something like that mm-hmm. before. I watched that. It's about the little black girl to become a superhero. Okay. And she didn't know. And it was pretty interesting. It, and it was it was one of those like uh, DC shows that wasn't necessarily an action show. There was action in it because mm-hmm. they were had superpowers, but it wasn't an action show. It was more of a drama. But it was pretty good. It was pretty interesting. Okay. Oh shit! What else did I watch? I think no, nothing else. Most of the stuff I'm just playing in the background, kind of, because I got a lot of shit going on right now. All if right. I sit down and start watching something, I won't get nothing done. All right. So you gave shout outs to some of the musical artists. I'm pretty sure you're not listening to anything new. So I want to ask you. No, but you, you gave a shout out to some of the the new musical artists. Uh, I'm actually giving shout out to some of the old stuff that I went. I went to revamp some of my playlist. So I threw some, you know, Corinne Bailey Ray on there, uh, some Van Jess, some Minnie Ripperton, uh, some Ohio Maybe. players, Donna Summer. Small high uh, players. Yeah, yeah I, I went back and revamped some I, of my. Revamped like some chill lights. Yeah, I, I remember. I revamped some of my playlist stuff. Uh, went back and listened to some old, you know, the Dream. Uh, if you guys don't know, you don't listen to the Dream's albums. Hey. He's he's written some of the biggest records. I went back some uh, old Jasmine Sullivan. Oh yeah, I love Jasmine. Um, so went back to some of that uh, again. Shout out to to Usher. He made me go back and listen to some of his old shit too. Yeah. Uh, Usher on Tiny Desk. Um, there's not a lot of new stuff that I like. Like I wasn't. I mean, I'm, I wasn't a fan of the Kendrick Lamar stuff that came out. 
Um, I wasn't a fan of the Drake stuff. He's going into a house music thing, which is cool. That's just not my vibe. Mm, on that Kanye. Um, yeah, it's not my vibe. But I, I understand um, artists needing to not do the same thing over and over again. Yes. There's some artists that are comfortable putting out the same album. Like Pusha T and Rick Ross put out the same album every time they come well, it's out. It's got to be tiring after a while because not only do you put it out, but you perform it over and over yeah, and over so, again. So I can, I can appreciate where artists try different shit, even if it doesn't hit for everybody. Uh, I can appreciate it. So shout out, shout out to those artists that are trying to do different stuff. Uh, even though it may not hit for um, a lot of folks, um, I've been out listening to that. I told you that do a John Stewart podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. listen to that a lot. It's, it's pretty interesting. Okay, uh, I like it because of the fact he makes sure that a lot of times he puts people on there that are smarter than he is. Mm. He makes sure that he has people that in their field uh, um, of whatever he's talking about have credentials that make them smarter than he is. Okay. That's cool. It's kind of like, and I like that because a lot of times, you know, some people want to be the smartest person on their show. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, shout out to that. I, I like that. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, what Joe Rogan tries to do, but Joe Rogan tries to be the smartest person in the room uh, yeah. when he has an expert across the, sometimes an expert across the yeah, room. Yeah, sometimes. I hear you sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, questionable. I've been watching Mike Tyson, you know, uh, training videos. <laughs> he's, been, he's, got back. he's been on a lot of shit now because he's actually uh, teaching his style. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, he's yeah. been teaching his style a lot more. So shout out to Mike and his, his second his second act. I was like, we're going to have the old Rocky uh, Banzik over here. He's <laughs> like, it's not about speed anymore. You're getting yeah, too old. Yeah, you got yeah, power. You yeah, got to head hard. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to start moving like George Foreman pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's about it for the stuff that I'm listening to and what I'm not listening to. Chris Brown album was decent. It sounds a lot like every other Chris Brown album, so mm-hmm. I, wasn't, I wasn't blown away by it. You want to dance? Uh, yeah, it's some dance stuff on there, but like I said, it literally sounds like every other Chris Brown album, so it really wasn't. He didn't reach for anything um, great on that. I think that's about it. Uh, Givian Russ has some. Waiting stuff for Chris Brown and like get older and drop like a straight like Maxwell album or something. But that's the thing. I don't. I don't know if he ever. Even like, though he can sing, because he can sing his ass even, off. But every album he has is auto tune and it's the poppy dancey shit. Where it's like, bro, if you just mentally, stay still. I think mentally he's still in that. Stay that still. Young vibe. Grab a mic and just sing. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's because mentally he's still in that that place. Well, that's where the conversation came, and we'll close out on this one. That's where the conversation came of a versus were potentially between him and Usher, but it's like. But Usher could just stand still and just sing a ballad. And yeah. that's the thing where I don't think Chris Brown – Chris Brown may be able to dance, but the thing is Usher can dance too. Yeah. So he the performance there yet. may be on par, but when it comes down to just singing a ballad or some shit that aged well – Or some shit that – yeah, because he hadn't put out that kind of music yet. Not that, he's not, not that we don't think he's capable of doing so. No. but He just hasn't done so yet. But a conversation I, uh, that I was listening to on some other podcasts was um, the how much you're willing to be vulnerable in R&B, which is not there anymore. So a Confessions yeah. was vulnerable. Yeah, he's a not, superstar he's not was vulnerable. Yet. That's what I'm saying. He, he's but not there. A yet. lot of the most famous R and B acts because aren't you gotta, there. You got to think about it. Chris Brown is from that age where as soon as I get to a certain age, I want to get tattooed from head to toe. Sure. He, he's not. He's not in that. Sure. That but, that love making. I'm gonna sing this song and make your panties drop. But you still age. understand too that Usher didn't write that album. Jermaine Dupri did. So I'm saying he you can get some better writers. It, but he was in that place though. I understand because he just, was dating Chili. I'm just saying. Not Chili. You which could, one? What's the name? Which still, one was it? It was Chili. Chili you can yeah, still have Chili. some. You can still have some better writers that give you range. Just put him in that place. It give you the range that you don't have. No, the writers can give you that range, but you have to. He have probably that. felt that way about Rihanna. Mentally, you have to be willing to go there though. I, he's, I he's not in that place to go there, so it don't matter who's writing. I'm a challenge. He's you not on gonna that, go there at thirty something years old. He got it in him. Nah, I, I don't at think thirty something. He got it in. I him. don't think he's mentally ready though yet. 
But what's saying? Because you got the hurt and the pain don't mean, don't mean that you're ready as a person. I, I, I'm not disagreeing. That don't have with nothing you. to do with it. I'm not disagreeing. I with just you. don't think he's ready. Like you said, it shows a certain vulner, vulnerability, and I don't think yeah. he's ready there. Which is which is why I don't think it'll be a fair versus for them because Usher, no. Usher has some stuff that it, it hits you. No, because you can sing a Chris dance Brown all. shit don't hit you. You can sing a dance all you want, but you, ain't you nothing. Hear Chris you know, Brown, say, you, yeah, yeah, ain't nothing like somebody just standing there with a microphone. Yeah, it was. Right it wasn't nothing like Whitney yeah, Houston yeah. just standing there with a microphone. Oh, it wasn't nothing let's like not it. Get on there. Oh my god, you can get on whatever else you want. Well, People can sing and Whitney walk all sing. over. It ain't nothing. Well, Whitney fucking sing. Jesus. What happened with Mariah Carey just stand there with a microphone? And singing some notes that you thought was impossible. It just, it's just you don't have that anymore. Uh, Marsha Ambrose is nasty. It's some things, and it's just that's the part to me that makes everything that's that comes out well, almost everything that comes out blah. Yeah, it's because there's no connection to it. Like you just doing this shit just it, to do it. Bro. It don't stop you in your tracks. It don't stop you. Where that was nothing that happened in our road trip, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we played yeah. a lot of songs. Yeah, I was skipping playlists, yeah, but Magic yeah. went to those playlists. <laughs> oh, I, I, went I was skipping playlists on purpose. Shit. Magic was going to straight shit. to the playlist. I went straight to it. I'm like, oh, we going to sing this. And I remember where I was. I, was I remember like, what parking oh, lot I was in. Oh, I remember man. what place I was in. I remember what, what I was wearing. I remember what I did after. And, I, and, I, and I, I'm trying not to go oh, there. Oh, I know. We're going to hit everything. Oh, we'd have mm. been drinking more. Like we'd have really, really, really. I kind of laid off boy. a little bit light because I was fighting, but we'd yeah. have been, <laughs> boy, we'd have been you, in there. You, you can't be back in here playing, and then, you know, Deborah Cox hey, and hey, Vivian hey, Green. Hey, how did you get here, boy? Yeah, it's like <laughs> emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Hey man, this ain't that kind of ride. Can bro. be friends. Yeah, you, yeah, this ain't that kind of ride. <laughs> oh, confessions. Put that shit up. Superstar. I can get all we. Oh. You make me wanna like what we? We can. Like, you got to put that shit away, dog. Hey man, it's some. It's some things in here. We, so we're not trying to ride no emotional roller coaster together. We <laughs> we all on our different roller coaster, but we all on the roller coaster though. So in the re. So shout out, shout out to to, to all of you guys who, who are being vulnerable out here. Enjoy the summer. Stay cool. Go put your feet in some water. Dangle your toes in there. You know right. it is what it is, man. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your friends. Try to make your time as useful and productive as you can. Man, get uh, out there. Get some laughs, man. Have some fun. Try make, not to get bogged down make in the bullshit. Make some memories. Make some memories. Make some memories. That's it. It's what we call this shit. Make, make some, some memories. memories out there. It's what we call this podcast. Make some memories. Try to make some memories yeah. this year. Wherever yeah. you do it, however yeah, you, you do you it. You need a summer song. You, 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 need, need a, you need a theme song for you the summer. You need a summer You know, song. if you in love, you need a love uh, song. Shout dude. out to everybody who just got back from Essence. I heard yeah. it was amazing. If Auntie, you don't got a Auntie song Con. to remind you of your boo, then she ain't your yeah. boo. Auntie Con is what it's been called now. Auntie, Auntie Fest, the grown-up freak, Nick, whatever you want to call it. Shout out to all you guys that came back safely and all that shit, too, man. Uh, shout out to all the Delta pilots that went on strike. Hope you get your bread. Uh, hmm, everybody boy. else, man, this is Whiskey Therapy Podcast, man, signing oh, off. See amazing. you guys next time. Peace. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you.